It's Monday. Welcome to the Snakes Cast. Hello. Hi, I'm David. I'm Emily. And we have Dan with us once again. Hey, hey. And today we are going to be talking about games where somebody at the table is moving and you can't see them. Hidden movement. You, you can see the player, you just can't see the piece that they're moving. I know I was very confused. (laughs) So there's a thing here. There's a lot of games that involve hidden something. Hidden information is a a term that we've mentioned many, many times, and I think a hidden information episode may happen at some point. And this is a form of hidden information, and what we're ultimately going to be talking about is, is... having somebody at the table who is moving around but for example their piece may not be on the board but that's not what we're doing for this first episode i think what we want to talk about here is types of movement that involve something hidden because there's a lot of games that do this and i think a lot of them do it in a in a way that wouldn't make for a full week's worth of episodes so what have we what have we got out there that involves hidden movement that isn't the player's piece mysterious movement mysterious movement i like it well, there's different sort of types of mysterious movement, as mm-hmm. it were. There's, um, you know, being able to move stuff but not knowing what it is, I think, is the big one. You know, like okay, so what having... What, what sort of... Uh, uh, have you ever played uh, Magic Dance? Magic? I No, I haven't played it. Uh, I have read the rules for it. Have you played Magic Dance, Dan? I have not played Magic Dance. So Magic Dance is great. It's this um, Ravensburger game, and you are... I guess like a coven of witches having this great time at this dance, you know, dancing around this fire. And you've got your little witches and you've got your little like fire pit and you're dancing around the fire pit, I guess, or a cauldron. I can't remember. Fire pit or a cauldron. Fire pit with or without cauldron is probably more accurate. And you're basically just trying to get all four or five of your witches like fully around the board, like back to their like home base, you know, kind of like sorry style or trouble style but all of the witches look the same these little like black kind of cones you know like hats which is hats mm-hmm. and then you flip them over and the flat bit the bat- bit that's like hidden when the cone is standing up is your color so like you deploy your witches and then you try to move them and you may or may not be moving them depending on if you've forgotten where your witches are <laughs> and you may you know get your cone you're really focused on that one cone there. Like, that's definitely me. That's totally me. 100%. 100p. And you get all the way back, and you flip it over, and it's somebody else's cone. Somebody else's witch. But which witch is which? <laughs> so something like that, you know? Or, okay. or you know, from a, diff- from a slightly different perspective, something like, you know, Mr. Jack, where right. everything's moving, but one of those things is the target that's, you know, it's... It's hidden in plain sight. You know, who's Jack the Ripper? Like, where are they? Is it is it that one? Is it that one? Who knows? Yeah, because only the person playing Jack... It's a two-player game, mm-hmm. and for those of you that haven't played it, and only the person who is playing as Jack knows which of the pieces on the board is Jack the Ripper. And the other player's trying to find that out, but they don't actually know. And they may well be moving Jack in, in beneficial ways, uh, potentially, uh, without really knowing what they're doing. Uh, and Phantom of the Opera, of course, is is essentially the same game, but with a different theme. I think it's the better game of the two. I am inclined to agree. Oh, um, I like Mr. Jack. I've only played Phantom of the Opera once, but I love Mr. Jack. It's so good. I don't care about terrifying actresses. <laughs> I don't need that. One that uh, just came to mind for me, I would suggest um, Phantom Society, uh, where oh, it's yeah. you're busting a hotel, you're like a Victorian Ghostbusters, um, and the ghost is going to be busting uh, different 
rooms uh, that are triangulating where they are. So it's you're sort of moving rooms, but at the same time you're fixed to one spot, and that they have to try to figure out where you are by right. also eliminating rooms as well. One that I came up with, which is it's interesting because the information is hidden from you as a player, and there are other games that do this, like Hanabi and uh, uh, of Wat. But confusion, and you are actually moving pieces, and the other the other ones you're just picking pieces. But in confusion, uh, I'm sure most people listening have played Stratego. Uh, super quick overview, if you haven't, is you're moving pieces around, but only you can see how that piece is allowed to move. If it's a uh, a bomb, it can't move at all. If it's a scout, it may move a really really long way, but any of your opponent's pieces that touch it will kill it. And if it's the super powerful units, they'll kind of chug slowly around the battlefield, and your opponent has to kind of deduce what they are and work out what's going on. Uh, confusion, your opponent is the person who can see how your piece moves and you don't know. And that's a, it's a really weird kind of hidden information because you're, you're moving and you, you'll try to move a piece and you get to move it if you make a move that that piece is allowed to do. And then you have to, you know, okay, so this piece can move forwards, so it's not any of the pieces that you can't. And you have a book that has all of the pieces you could possibly have and you cross it out and work out slowly which piece is which. But that's just a... I've never actually played this. I've been trying to get it onto the table, and I think it spooks people a little bit. Because of the... It looks, I think, probably more complicated than it is, but it's also definitely very brainy. Yeah, it looks... Like, it looks intimidating. Yeah. But I I really want to play that. I think that's a kind of hidden movement-related information that I don't think I've seen any other game quite do. Yeah, there's there's nothing that really... I can think of that uh, has that... Trying to figure out what you can do in the game, except for like I know Steve Tassi has taught games by just telling people what they can and can't do when they try to do stuff. Um, uh, he's a fun story about that, but uh, certainly like one of the things where you don't necessarily know what you're doing in the game that I get a lot of mileage uh, with at the cafe would be the magic labyrinth. Right, um, that is popular with people on dates. Like it's nobody's business. So mm. it's uh, got a hidden maze that's under the board and little magnetic ball bearings attached to the bottom of your piece and you make moves from room to room to room. And if you hit a wall, it knocks your magnetic belt bearing off, rolls you back to start. So you're playing wizards, you got to get your magical spell ingredients. First play to get all their things once again. Yeah. And that's one that... It's interesting because there's a lot of memory involved in that. So in some ways, there's almost... There's a lot of brain power to it in trying to work out where the maze is, right? Yep. And yet, something like that because it's dinky roll a die, cute pieces, roll a die, move a few spaces, and wizards. And magnets. It doesn't make it a threatening game, which is interesting, because in some ways I feel like there's there's you're using your mind in a different way, granted, but almost as much as something like Confusion. But because Confusion is all about the Cold War and uh, having to gradually eliminate things rather than just me- memorize this fairly complicated maze you can make up. It's it's a very different style of game, and yet in some ways it's that same principle of I don't quite know how I'm moving. People like guessing stuff, you know. Yeah. I, uh, I was listening to a table play Battleship like I have a hundred thousand million times before, and <laughs> it's really just saying letters and numbers and hoping you hit find the hidden stuff. And yeah, uh, it comes down to primal love of hide and go seek. We all grew up playing hide and go seek at mm-hmm. some point, and you like hiding stuff and you like trying to find stuff. And I think. That's a great board game mechanic that there needs to yeah, be more of. That's fair. Well, speaking of the the board games, we're sort of discussing this concept of, of different styles of hidden information. Let's get on to what we're actually going to be talking and move on to Wednesday's episode when we're going to be talking about games where a piece is hidden 
as it is moving around the board. Is it even a piece then? Well, is it's it even hidden? a piece? This is a good question. The idea of a piece is hidden, yeah. as it conceptually moves around the board. All right, so we'll see you on Wednesday for some further discussion on this topic. Mm-hmm.